everybody? I am FTA. And I'm T-Bay. Welcome back to another episode of Turkey Dazzle Yes Friend. Um, in all honesty, in terms of like direct FTCR stuff, we've literally done nothing this week. Yeah, that's true. Um, even the even the DM has been quiet. Yeah, I've been busy. Um, I usually I usually like I'll come out of FedEx so like one thirty two o'clock in the morning and I'll look and it's just a fucking block of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we've all, uh, we've all been busy with different stuff. Uh, I've been spending most of my time this week getting ready for the, the wedding we had um, at the weekend. But now that's done, and I ha I have literally nothing on my plate for like a month until Good. until we do Sonic Zeros. Oh, yeah, that's So right. I'm just going to just... I thought that was uh, Christmas. Nope. Oh, okay. That's, we, we might do another one at Christmas. That's right. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, so although we've... um. Having the right, we have been talking about stuff. We're gonna be probably we're going back to recording more things next week, um, as well as people who who donate in the fifty dollar bracket. If you've done all four months, this is the month where you get to pick something for uh, to be in. So by the time you guys are hearing this, which will most likely be on Monday the sixteenth, um, there will be a another post where you can decide what you want to be in, and then we'll start arranging um, all of that. And you know what sucks? Right. So I did a, um, a stream with, uh, where I recorded the Lego Sunk Dimensions game. Yeah. For the first time in like months, all of that file was corrupted. What? Yeah, I mean, luckily it's a very short game. Yeah. So I can, I can do that again in literally an hour. It was not a big deal because like, it's the first time in a while it, it's like it's not really usable it's very very choppy and shit so I'm not sure what happened so I, I, I just reinstalled my um, I uninstalled and reinstalled the uh, Elgato shit oh, okay. everything's working fine now so I'm not sure what happened with that but uh, yeah. yeah so it's a shame because there was a glitch in where we did that where um, I was supersonic because you can do that in the game you can see, and then I, I died because you can also do that in the game um Typical. And something the, <laughs> the body stayed yellow, but Sonic's blue head came back. Yeah, so, so it was like it, it was. It's kind of like that glitch in the first build of Mania, where yeah. if you look up in the sky, and then turn into supersonic, he'll stay blue. Yeah, that's a good mod. Does he still have the? He still has the. His 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 sprite turns into the supersonic sprite, and and his music comes on, but you're blue and you are not invincible. So basically, you just get the look and the music of Super Sonic, but you get none, none of his powers. Well, yeah, because Sonic He's is looking God there. in the face and, and tries God. tries to defy him, and God's just like, and no. God blinked. <laughs> That's why I still say, I still, you know, I said this as a joke, but Sonic Four Episode Two still the best Super Sonic in the franchise. Why? Because it is the only is the only time in the franchise where, and I'm surprised it took over twenty years to do this. Super Sonic deals double damage. Which you think that would be a thing to begin with? Yeah. He also can't drown. Oh. I, I I might be mistaken, but I think Episode Two is literally the only supersonic, at least in two D, where um, you can't drown and do and you deal double damage. Hmm. So I'm like, that's a damn good supersonic. So there's different properties of supersonic between Part One and Part Two, or Episode One and Episode Two. I believe. I'm not 100% sure if you can drown in episode 1, but episode 2 added the double damage. Okay. Which I'm fine with that. You know, I'm always, I, you know, I, I reckon if episode 2 would have would have sold, if both of them would have sold a bit more, because, you know, there's, it's not exactly confirmed, but we, we know for a fact they were, that's the tough thing to say, um, we know for a fact they were kind of at least hinting towards an episode 3, because there was a deleted, there's deleted audio. Um, for a extra ending to episode two, mm -hmm. which you can hear the like Master Emerald sh um, Shrine, okay. which people are like, oh, I know, episode three made sense. Episode three, bringing Knuckles, oh, having playable again and shit like that. Because yeah. um, wait, was episode one just Sonic? Episode one was just Sonic. Episode okay. two, episode one was just Sonic, and it had the Sonic one special stages. Episode two was Sonic and Tails, and it had the Sonic two special stages. So it stands to reason episode three would have added Knuckles and probably would have been three D Blue Sphere. Um, which you know, I would. I, so I would. <laughs> I think it's funny that. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny that. Um, so, if if that were to have been true, 
the the best idea they've ever had for a Sonic Four is just the first three games. <laughs> what do you think about it? Which, if you want, to, well, a, a, a lot of people like to count Mania as it's Sonic, Sonic 4, Four, but that's what I'm saying. You know, it's 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 you know, it's what it is. We should say that Mania Plus comes out in a few days, and I'm really excited to play that. You know? Me too. Um, unfortunately, I just I just remembered that I ordered mine from GameStop. Why would you ever? Because Amazon had it sold out for the Switch. I really wanted it for the Switch. It's available now. Maybe when the first went up there, but I, I ordered it, like a, two weeks ago, uh-huh. and then I canceled my order. When thank, I'm glad he told me because Bobby told me he bought it for my birthday. Oh, did he? I don't thank you because it saves me having to send it there. But yeah, man, you could. Mm. It, it it's probably there. It, it, it might be like with these special editions, they sell out really quickly, and then Sega made more. Gotcha. Let's also have our. Our friend, the main queen, uh, Twix Mix, is currently in Japan, so I sent her money to pick me up the uh, Japanese version. Nice. Um, just so, because I, I don't have to deal with Amazon Japan and paying all that shipping. Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, you know, she'll be back next month, I think. She's also picking me up, uh, well, not, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that she is going to, but I asked her if she sees, um, see that to pick me up, uh, yep. So we do One Piece? Yeah. One Piece, the One Piece um, 20th anniversary figures. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, they did this They did this set. I don't want the whole set, but um, I did want the... Uh, you want the Luffy? Luffy? Yeah, Luffy and Frankie. Oh, the picture's gone. Come no, on, now. No, Usopp. Now, I mean, Usopp's okay. He's voiced by Jason Griffith. He was. He's voiced by Sonny Strait now. Yeah, but shit. He's not voiced by Jason Griffith. <laughs> yeah. So this, this is a Luffy one. Why is he dressed in a bathrobe? It's it's like it's like a big pirate. Like, um, no, that's a bathrobe. Okay, it's a bathrobe. And this is the Frankie one. Why has he got a bathrobe on his neck for? It's a boa. Yeah, a bathrobe. It's not a bathrobe. <laughs> God damn it. It's not a truth serum. <laughs> Not a truth serum. <laughs> okay, it's truth serum. <laughs> oh my god, it's truth serum. <laughs> before before we move on, I have this comic saved, <laughs> and it's it's the biggest, it's the biggest I've ever related to a comic. It says Prometheus as punishment for giving fire to the humans. I am chaining you to this rock, and every day you will be forced to watch a movie you love with an eagle who's just not into it. Look, it's the best part, and he's on his phone. <laughs> That's, you know, in that regard, you're the eagle. I am not the eagle. Because you were always on your phone when we joined up. You know what, you know, I, I relate to that, because that's how I felt when we drove to Momocon, and I played that Spider-Man, ra- that Spider-Man radio drama. Because yeah, I thought I you'd like, like that, because I love that, man. That That is my favorite origin of Spider-Man in that radio drama. Just because I think we went over this, but... I so can't ma- remember why you like it so much. So many times now, whenever they do the like in the movies or a lot of the cartoon shows. Yeah. They like when when the bit where like, he lets the the bad guy go, uh-huh. it's because he's just been like wronged by someone. And uh-huh. like it's almost like in the first movie it's the fight promoter. Mm-hmm. It screws him out of money, so he's just like he, like, you know, the guy the fight promoter says, That's not my problem. So when Peter lets him go, he's like, Not my problem. And I like the bit in that where he kind of like, like smiles himself smugly and walks out like, yeah, I fucked him over. Yeah. Or like in Amazing Spider-Man where like, you know, the guy won't give him his milk because he's two cents short. Yeah. And then, you know, he lets the robber go and, you know, all that stuff. You know, uh, if you go back to the original comic book, which obviously you know. Yeah. It's, it's, um, and to a certain extent, actually the 90s show. Um, it, they only hinted it in flashbacks, but it's like, the point is, is that it's that Peter's supposed to become arrogant. Yeah. Like he's, he's supposed to kind of, Turn into sl- he's kind of supposed to turn into a dick when he first gets these powers, uh-huh. and then it's it's you know it, Uncle Ben being shot is the thing that kind of motivates him to not be a dick. Yeah, and so it's like in that in that um, first when he's a wrestler, like the guy's rugging him and runs away. And you finish all that. I just watched uh, the spectacular episode today, so keep going. The spectacular episode. I mean, that, that's just, that's just the movie one, though. I mean, kind that of. is that is that is so. It, you know, I mean, Greg Greg Wiseman has commented on this, uh-huh. but that's that's I love I love the spectacular and I love the fact that they got Ed Asner yeah. to be Uncle Ben, but it's almost like 
David Coep, who wrote the first movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he should sue for plagiarism because so much of that episode is just is just taken from the first movie. To be fair, though, I think in that situation, um, Peter wasn't wronged by the fight promoter because the fight promoter, all the fight promoter says is that if you sign a contract, I'll give you the thousand dollars. And Peter's like, I'm not signing nothing. And the guy's like, Okay, but I'm not paying you. Look, in in the is it was that spectacular? Yeah. Because in the movie, it's. Like he, he, gives he, him, no, he, he gives him like he, he pins him too early. It's yeah, like yeah. the thing, you you know, you get like whatever, like a, a thousand for three minutes. You you pinned him in two. You're lucky to get ten bucks or what have you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I even watched. I tend to skip that episode of Spectacular just because this was I know well because from what I know the origin. It's a good episode it's, though. It's it's the best. It's the best. I like it as the origin, a lot, just because the way that it's framed. I like the I like the it. It, them, them posing it like that, like it's a battle between you know, the good and good and dark, the symbiote and Uncle Ben. Like it, it, it's a neat gimmick. I, I just wish, the actual flashback wasn't just the movie. You know, I, 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 I wish, I wish it was just you know, like him, him being arrested is fine because that's how it was in the original comic book. So I get that, but it, it mm-hmm. it's just those beats are so. And I think even Wiseman was like he's, I think he gave an interview. He's like he kind of got like spanked a bit online because of that you know it's just mm-hmm. like you know like you know, he's such a good writer and spectacular that's that's a good job of taking what what was already there yeah and kind of either putting a new spin on it or doing it better yeah that's what it's, i was gonna that's what was gonna that's what the when we end up turning to rambling that was gonna be my uh ramble this week is that i just um i just watched all of season one and uh um, good show yeah damn good show that it just it, but just the um just the way that everything's framed and how one thing ends up leading into into the other. So, like, most of season one, you have the building of the rogues gallery. So, you know, you get uh, the first, like, I don't know, what would you say, ten episodes? Ten, each, each episode is, the, like, the Monster of the Week format. So, you have, um, uh, Shoot, how does it start? I think Vulture. so. Yeah, cause it's it's pretty much up until Venom, and then I think does Venom get one episode or two? Venom gets technically, two. no, Venom does get one episode. Okay, that's right. Um, so you, you get like you get Vulture, you get um, Sandman, you get um, the Enforcers slash Shocker, you get uh, the Rhino, then you get Doc Oc- Doctor Octopus, Electro, Elect- yeah, Electro two, Electro's episode two. I forgot. Yeah. Um, Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Well, then you have you have like a multi arc with Green Goblin because it's Green Goblin and Tombstone. That was a good twist. Yeah. Like what I like what they do with Green. It the show's been canceled for a while, so we're gonna spoil it here. But I like the fact that because obviously in the comic books it was Norman Osborn first, and then Harry Osborn took over the mantle, and then yeah. the the show frames it as it's it's Harry from the beginning. Yeah. Which that there's a very nice misdirect because in one of the in an earlier episode. You see the goblin break into Oscorp, and Norman Osborn's there. Yeah. So from my first thought, you're like, "Oh, this is this is different. This yeah. is different." Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, uh, it's I, you know, it's a shame they never got to do season three because they said they were gonna do um, Hobgoblin. That was season. Cool. I think it was Hobgoblin and Scorpion were the ones they talked about for. Because uh, I think Matt Gargan is referenced. Yeah. In season two somewhere. I think like Jameson references That's, that Gargan. There are so many, there are so many like really good um, niche, or not niche, I should say, um, like little gems of references for for longtime fans. So um, like, for example, the people who work at the Bugle aren't just like nameless people. So I want to talk, a quick interjection. One of the best things about Spectacular, hmm. every, I don't want to say, not every speaking character, but every like name character every character who, who does something mm. from the comic books they they invented no I mean there's, there's background characters who speak and do shit but they invented no original characters for that yeah. show so the people who work at the Bugle Ned Leeds Ned Leeds Betty Brandt um, Betty Brandt um, uh, Robbie Fre- Ro- Frederick Foswell Robertson of course well yeah Robertson um, the the one that I noticed today was um, in the in the uh, episode where uh, in the Venom episode Aunt May is coming home from the hospital on Thanksgiving, and Peter offers to cook the Thanksgiving dinner, and then it cuts to him in the kitchen and everything's going wrong, and he opens up the he opens up the oven and the yams are burning, and he says, "I wonder if Ramita's uh, 
uh, serves a uh, turkey and, and uh, dressing pizza. Mm. <laughs> I was like, that's beautiful. <laughs> on, on the subject of Spider-Man, I guess we should uh, briefly talk about Steve Ditko. Yeah. Briefly last week. You know what's, what's weird? I, I recently, on, on the recommendation of our friend David Hiloka, he recommended a podcast he listens to. I believe it's called Sequelizers, something like that. It's where mm-hmm. these bunch of British boys yeah. get together and they talk about crappy sequels. And it's always broken up into two different parts. The first part oh, is... Shit. This sounds exactly like a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 this is weird. I was, well, ours, ours are commentaries, not a podcast. Oh, fair. Um, the first part is they'll just talk, they'll, you know, so one of the podcasts, one of the ones I did was Spider-Man 3. They talk about why it sucks, you know, all the things, why it's a problem and why it doesn't live up to the previous ones. But the gimmick is they, 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 they split up into two teams and they come up with their own version of uh, what they would have done. And the first episode will end with like a brief log line. And then episode two is they go into detail. And the Spider-Man 3 one was like, they did one where they, one was just dumb. That would never would have happened. It was like, we, you know, you have Sam Raimi wait 15 years and then do a movie called Spider-Men's where you introduce Miles Morales, which not a bad idea. Yeah. But like you kill Peter Parker in the first act. It's just like, um, you know. <laughs> um, the other team, is, the other team had, had a pretty decent idea for a Spider-Man 3. Um, they had uh, Craven in it. Craven was like the central villain. Okay. Um, but it's they, they, they do, still lost me. <laughs> they do a thing where uh, well, it's Craven played by Madge Mickelson. So I'm like, fucking yes. Madge Mickelson, Hannibal, um, the bad guy from Casino Royale, bad bad guy in Doctor Strange. Oh, uh, okay. I love him. Like he's even even in a role where he's not given anything. Like Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. not the best written role of all yeah. time. But there's there's that. He's such a fucking the scene where he's they're in they're in the um Sanctum Sectorum, the New York office, and like Strange gets him like tied up and Mickelson is talking about I forget what the fuck his character's called, but Mickelson is talking about what Dormammu's gonna do. Mm-hmm. And he is like such he's like he's like crying, but he's he's like so happy about what's gonna happen. And I'm like, that man's a fucking genius actor. <laughs> like I would watch him in anything. So him playing Craven, well I, I don't think like he would have had to have like beefed up for it, but like yeah. Fucking, you know, that works for me. But they, they have a moment where um, Craven murders Aunt May. So I, I don't think they, I don't think Marvel or Sony yeah. would have had that happen. But yeah. um, but to go back to my point was they end it. Craven's never been that good. Like, you can't give that to Craven. Well, I mean, like, you, you could always reinvent, you know, so you can reinvent characters for, mm. you know, make, make him better. You know, it's like in, in the uh, video games, Mysterio is always a joke. You know, which in the comic books he's typically, you know, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that per se if it's he's done well. He's a mid-level well. threat, I would say. Yeah, you know. Um, That's why he works better on the on the teams. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, again, I, I'll get I'll get back to my point, but as I think I've said in I think the last time episode we went on a big, big detour about Spider Man, so maybe we should just make this a Spider Man podcast. But <laughs> um, I like it in the ninety show. He's a villain first, but he becomes a he, he becomes a good guy once Craven. Like I said before, when when Peter turns into the Man Spider, Craven and the Punisher, like track him down mm-hmm. and and make him human again. Forgot about that. It's it's you know and like, again, that I think that Craven's voiced by Greg Berger as well. Greg Berger, Greg Berger, Grimlock. <laughs> um, but in that so it in that podcast, they end it with this like in the Spider Men's video. They they ended it with Miles Morales getting a costume at the end of the movie. And he's swinging across New York, and it's supposed to be like a little cute gag where it's like Stanley, like a Stanley and Steve Ditko, like Ditko's like drawing like Spider Man, and then they see the new Spider Man flying past, and he gets angry, and rubs out, that's drawing the new costume. <laughs> and a cute little gag, and like one of the people was, was like, "Oh, you know, you you'll never get fucking Steve Ditko, like famous recluse Steve Ditko." And then like two people just like, "Fuck Steve Ditko, he's a dickhead." And I, I, you know, I have I have never heard like you know fucking I don't hear about Steve Ditko. Yeah, I thought I I legit thought he was dead already because no one ever speaks about him yeah but like so I, I, I know some of the things that people don't like Stanley for which uh, I you know I, I maybe, maybe it's just because you know I've been hoodwinked by his public persona but I'm like mm-hmm. I can't see that I can't see friendly old grandpa Stanley like screwing, purposely screwing over people but possibly but I have literally not heard of, like why would people consider Dicko a dickhead do you know why? Um, I saw one thing that came out like right after, like when he died, which I thought was kind of ill-timed. But um, 
someone was just, somebody just shared it was more of an anecdotal story about how um, he acted a dickish kind of way and the person wasn't offended they were more just like you know this is this is when this is when I got quote unquote blacklisted by Steve Ditko like it was something where um, this guy was working with him on something on something and then Steve Ditko got an attitude about something and the person just like wasn't having it and then Steve Ditko just stopped talking to this other person I fucking co create Spider-Man you piece of shit you show me some respect <laughs> Never took that Jack Kirby do it first. What the fuck? <laughs> and I think it was something about I think Steve Ditko like, um, I it, this must be something that has been said about him before because it's it's I didn't understand it but it, it seemed out of the blue to me, and it was something where in order for them to continue whatever sort of work relationship they were having, the person needed to affirm to Steve Ditko that they didn't think that he was a misogynist, and they were like. Mm, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so is that the reason that why? I guess I've never heard anything else to affirm that. Okay, I thought he was, I thought he was dead for years already, so I had no idea. Yeah, um, Dan Slott said something really nice about it. Obviously, you know, Mister Spider Man. Well, you're not gonna not no more again. I know, but he he did have a pretty long tenure on Spider Man. Oh, slow. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't. I haven't read the. Uh, I haven't read most of his run. I liked what I... I know I joke about him, but like, I liked what I read. But I think you can't... You can't take away the fact that he was on it for, like, what, like 10 years? Yeah, close to it. I would say that he's probably... If not... If not number one, he, he's got to be number two. What, in terms of longest? Yeah. Well, should he uh, bend this for ultimate? Like, longest run for that? Cause well, what, I'm, cause talk, I'm just talking about amazing. Oh, okay. Well, how many, because what, Stanley did the first hundred? How many did, did Slot do? Well, because, well, I mean, if, if you're counting just Amazed, then I guess you can't count Superior, because that ran for a couple of years. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that was a, that kind of led into... I know, but if you're not going to, are you talking about just Spider-Man in general, or just specifically the Amazing Spider-Man book? Yeah, okay, that's fair. Because, I mean, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man, what was it, the, but, the but, but every issue? Superior, superior, superior replaced amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I that's why I was counting it in the like the canonical run. Well, yeah, but I think at, when we started this, we just said you know you just said Spider Man, and then you were just like no, just amazing because I think I, I think in terms of mm-hmm. lo- longevity, Bendis might be the longest because I think he wrote every issue of Ultimate, and then he, you know to, to take the superior. Route he he wrote all the Miles Morales books, which replaced the Peter Parker Ultimate book. Yeah. Hmm. I just want to know who wrote the issue with the dinosaur, where he's like, "You give me curing cancer. I don't want to cure cancer. I want to make people give dinosaur bodies." You wrote that. I don't that, know. Is that slot or is that um? That's I don't think that's slot. Who's it? Was it J. Michael Skrivinsky Was on there before him? J. Michael Straczynski? Uh, no, uh, kind of. So you had. Straczynski wrote up through Civil War. Yay. And I guess you could say he wrote Brain New- or One More Day? Or was that... Yeah, because you said that that was a um, Casada mandate? Or was that... From what I, I understand was I think Casada was just recently divorced. And that's when he's like, I can't relate to Spider-Man anymore. Of you, of readers can't. This might be his, but I, I, I'm pretty sure, the the mandate to do it was Casada's idea. Okay. Which is like Casada, you kind of, no, maybe maybe don't don't do that, you know. Yeah. Um. So he wrote up through that, and then they went with a. They went with a team of um, a rotating writer group, which included Dan Slott, but it was, I can't remember who all it was, but the biggest names were um, uh, Mark Wade, Guggenheim, and Slott. I'm sure there was somebody else, but I can't remember. And they wrote, they, they were like, they would write an arc and then they would rotate. Hmm. 
Plus for Attack and Spider-Man, pretty good show. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I was getting at with like the the how how they how they layered things and how they like how one thing led to to the other. Um, so you have you have this like multi-episode arc that builds onto the um, builds into the Venom thing, but it also builds into like other things. So you know, the beginning of the show, like I said, you had all those the monster of the week type things. Which then eventually leads into, um, well, so the symbiote shows back up from um, John Jameson's ship. Um, which shows up in general. Huh? Shows back up in Plaza the day before. Did I say shows back up? Yeah, I was like, from what? <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, the symbiote shows up from John Jameson's uh, ship, which is, I think, the more like accepted version of how... That's that's how the nineties show did it. Common, that's yeah. how Spider Man three was going to do it, but it was either time constraints or money constraints. No, they... no, the actor for John Jameson was busy, oh, and so great. they thought, "Fuck it, let's have a rock land right next to Pier in Central Park. Let's yeah. just recast him." Like nothing against the bloke who played him in Spider Man two, mm-hmm. but I I bet you if they recast him, ninety percent of people would even fucking know. Yeah, that's true. Just cast another well built white guy over like a bus cart and then like it's John Jameson I guess yeah um wow I'm back on the moon it would be (laughs) (laughs) um poor John Jameson I know uh so then then you had uh damn it Uh, okay so you introduce Black Cat who tries to steal the uh symbiote and Mm. Which um, then turns into Peter getting the symbiote, turning it into the black costume. Then you introduce, um, as soon as he gets the black costume, you introduce, you, you have the storyline where um, the chameleon tries to um, be Spider Man, but um, the way that they tell the difference is that Peter's wearing the black suit. So you have that whole episode. Then. Isn't it, I think it was, doesn't Captain State. Captain Stacy's and isn't it just like I'm not sure if that's in that one or an episode in season two because like he's too big. Yeah, that's that's that episode. Yeah. He says he's too tall. Yeah. Uh, um then <laughs> I I said it before and I'll say it again. I love how Chameleon's team is Chameleon, uh, Mysterio and, and the, the Terrible Tinkerer. Tinkerer. Just call me Tinkerer. The Terrible Tinkerer is just a dumb name. But it's his name. Yeah, but it makes him sound like a bad villain. He's like, the Terrible Tinkerer. He's a, he's a terrible Tinkerer. Like, he's fucking shit at his job. <laughs> he's a shit Tinkerer. He's a shitty fucking Tinkerer. <laughs> a comedian. Fucking lad. Um, also voiced by uh, Steve Bloom. Or, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Who? Which one? Comedian? Yeah, Chameleon. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Then you have um, the Sinister Six episode, which by far is probably my favorite episode of Spectacular Spider-Man. Mm, yeah, that's that's a fucking good so, episode. So good, and then I mean that 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 fight with the Sinister Six is it's real good. But you, like you think Peter would wake up because the whole premise like it took it took me like I had to watch it like a couple times. I was like, oh, he's meant to be sleeping during it. But I'm yeah. like, surely, surely the first time like Sandman knocks him out, like knocks him. Halfway across Central Park, you'd mm. think that would wake Peter up. Yeah. Unless the suit is just like supporting him from that, but I mean, I I can I can see it. Because the only because the only mark that he really gets is that his uh, when and Shaka shoots his arm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good episode. It is such a good episode. I love that. I love that first part when they when they beat him up when uh it's because yeah. it's because the Yankees win independent. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good! <laughs> and then, oh my god, I love. There's that the scene where uh, they're they're eating dinner. When, <laughs> when, like, when Captain Stacy's like, "What are they doing?" And she's like, "Just eating, eating dinner." And check, just, check, please. Um, it's 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 free. How kind and, and wise. <laughs> that might be. I've said it before. I think Pizza McNichol might be my favorite Doctor Octopus. Oh yeah, it's so, so good. I mean, so close to Alfred, Mer- Alfred Molina. I think, um, uh, you know, I like Ephraim Zimbalist. So you just started watching Batman the Animated Series. And yeah. I, I want to dovetail back into that when you were talking about the construction of this, the season. Yeah. 
but um, how many episodes have, have you watched so far? Just the first just two? two. Yeah. Okay, so the question is with the Joker, Alfred is played by Cl- Clive Rebel, but I think probably his next appearance or like one or two after he's played by Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., who would play Alfred until he died. Uh-huh. Um, and he does the voice of the octopus, and he's doing this like real, like cheesy German accent. Is that is that, that in the nineties show? Yeah. So nineties Spider nineties octopus is um, Alfred, oh, okay. and the hobgoblin is Mark Hamill, and he's just doing his Joker voice. What? It is just. I didn't know that. It is just his Joker voice. <laughs> I didn't know he played the hobgoblin. That's Hydra awesome. Man, Hydra Man is Rob Paulson. He just—he sounds like angry Raphael. <laughs> Raphael's always angry. So. <laughs> well, not the eighties one, wasn't? That was the—that was the big departure. Eighties Raphael's uh, not really angry, but he sounds like if eighties Raphael was like more in line with how Raphael was normally portrayed, mm-hmm. then I imagine that's how Rob Paulson would have played him. Yeah. Um, okay, you know that show had a good cast. And nineties Spider-Man had a had a good cast. Greg Berger. <laughs> Grimlock. <laughs> um. But the, then, like, the other thing, so you had all these, you, going back to the way that Spectacular is constructed, at least the first season, so you had, you have all these Monsters of the Week culminated into the Sinister Six episode, which is also in the same arc as the um, the Black Suit arc, so the Symbiote arc, mm-hmm. um, and then at the same time as that, you have this, um, this, um, I would, I would honestly call it a C plot because it's it's pretty much from like episode five all the way to the end of the season where Eddie has these harbors these grudges against Peter for different things. Mm-hmm. So originally it's because he took he decided to take pictures of well decided to take pictures of the doctors as the lizard as the lizard instead of helping them develop a cure. Mm-hmm. Um, then he gets any, then you know. Then he like you know calls it off, or calls uh, you know forgives him and um, tries to get him back in, where um, when the um, Connors gets the symbiote to study it, but then Spider-Man, um, quote unquote, lets it get stolen. Doesn't and Pete took pictures and didn't call the police, which was that was the whole thing with the chameleon was that. Um, the chameleon was posing as Dr. Connors. Connors. And the Spider-Man was like, go call the police. He's like, right on, Spider-Man. Fuck you. Ain't doing shit. Um, So then you have this whole, which leads to when the symbiote gets stolen, they lose their funding, and it means Eddie loses his job. So Eddie goes on this multi-episode, like, like, totally, like, calling (coughs) off, totally calling off his friendship with Peter, and... Tries to seduce Mary Jane. Tries to seduce Mary Jane. Um... And uh, so then, when Spider-Man returns the symbiote, he's all happy because like he'll get his job back. And then he tries to kill the symbiote because he knows how dangerous it is. And uh, that's when Eddie bonds with the symbiote, and that's so. Even though it's a lot similar to Spider-Man Three, where um, Peter. Peter is the target for Eddie's aggression, not Spider-Man. Whereas I, I like it. I think it's because I don't like how it's constructed in Spider-Man Three. But in well, the, there's well the problem of the in Spider-Man Three is Eddie Brock is a piece of shit. Yeah. So he's he's mad at Peter Parker for exposing him for exposing him for lying. That that's yeah. That's the problem with that script is like Eddie's in the wrong. Like mm-hmm. you can't the entire time. Exactly. So like in in spectacular <laughs> when he prays to God to kill Please kill Peter Parker. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> but then like this in spectacular you kind of understand where Eddie's coming from. Oh yeah. Um, I, I do think spectacular with Eddie because I think he goes like there's, there's a problem I have with with slightly with Eddie Brock and Doctor Octopus. I think they both turn evil a bit too quickly it's like I know I know with with Dr. Puss they have that like thing from Spider-Man 2 with the inhibitor chip and it, it breaks and everything but I still uh. think he, he it's a bit too quick for me it's like he goes from like good like mild mannered you know like scaredy cat like pretty good guy you know mm-hmm. to I'm gonna fucking murder everyone a bit too quickly in I his episode I think so I think because he, I think because you even start in episode one where he's a very timid like individual and he's getting pushed around by Norman Osborn 
And then in the preceding episodes, you know, he's making Dr. Octopus work under, you know, terrible conditions. I will not be awake. I I get why they did it. I just think that, although I just, he just, he turns a bit too quickly for me in that first scene. Because it happens, it happens, it does happen in the episode. But when you think about how much he's been through in the preceding episodes, you can understand why he would have those type of feelings. I guess, but it's also another thing where it's, again, on the whole, I know I sound a bit more negative about Spectacular, but I fucking love it, but it's another thing was like, you took that from Spider-Man 2. What? The inhibitor chip. I don't remember that being in the comics at all. Because the the notion of the arms, you know, like controlling Octavius was never a thing. No. You but know? I don't think they ever really control him. In. They don't. They don't. They don't control him. The but, arms but, aren't sentient. But they. You. They do use that chip as like the reason why he kind of turns bad. I thought the chip. I. It, I don't remember the chip. I think it just fuses to him. That's what they're showing. They're the not chip showing. Chip does something. I. You know. I haven't watched season one. I might be wrong. I just remember in season one they have because they showed that chip exploded. I like, thought that was just to show that it was like fusing to him. Because I'm pretty sure the fusion is is different. You know. I might might be wrong, but. Um, Either way, I just maybe, maybe like, don't have him go full on evil in, like, the first five minutes. Maybe hold it out a little bit, but it's cool. It's cool. Whatever. Whatever. It's cool. Whatever. I will not be weak. I will not be weak. His, again, his voice, is his, the voice work he does. Mm-hmm. So, get, like, like, to go back to the DM. Okay, he does have the chip. I yeah, I told you. To go back to the case, yeah. So to go back to the Sinister Six one, when the bit where oh, the chip is what the chip is what allows it. Yeah, it's what allows him to control them. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I love the bit when um, they kind of capture him in the black suit, and um, like Shocker shoots that the symbiote, and like the symbiote kind of you see the symbiote kind of retracted and regrow over his body. And Octopus just goes like, um, "Your new suit interests me, Arachnid." I I love that he calls him Arachnid. I yeah. think it's such a like, small little thing, but I think it's such a cool. Little, mm-hmm. I look forward to peeling it away for further study. I, it's yeah, so fucking good. That. So fucking good. <sighs> I love that. That's <laughs> the goofy fucking foreign guy in Ghostbusters too. Yep. Upper West Side. <laughs> See, where are you from, Yanosh? The Upper West Side. <laughs> you have, you, everything you're doing is wrong. I want, to, I want you to know that. Everything you're doing is wrong. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. You're an idiot. We're, we're, we're going to get around to that at some point on I know. Dimension Returns, but like, just, just, no, but it's dude, not a it's good just, movie. I was, I, was introduced, I was introduced to Back to the Future and Ghostbusters around the same time in my life, okay? And so... I look at those. Okay. I look at those franchises as a package deal. But you, but you shouldn't do that, though. But I do. But you shouldn't do that. Sorry. You don't need to do that with Viva. Okay, you, you kind of have to. Back to the Future did the thing that a lot, a lot of franchises were doing in like the late nineties, early two thousands. If the first movie was a success, uh-huh. you would film two and three back to back. Yeah. Like Past the Caribbean did it. Matrix did it. Back to the Future maybe the first time that they did that. Because I think they even said, Zemeckis and Gale even went back and said, if they ha- if they would have known they were making a sequel, they would not have ended the movie the way they, they did. Because okay. they, they would have not have involved Jennifer in any way. Which is why they knock her out six seconds into the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking the other day. They also recast her. Yeah, they did recast her. I don't like her as much. Um, well, she's, she's basically a non-entity in all three films. Yeah, that's true. Well, she's... <coughs> she's barely in one. She's in, like, one scene at the beginning and one scene at the end. She's, yeah. like, nothing to do in one. She's, like, Marty's girlfriend, who we know nothing about. She's just caught. Yeah. I mean, literally all of the bad things that happen if, if, would, if Jennifer wasn't involved. Because they would have... They would have... He would have thrown the almanac away, and then they would have immediately gone back to 1985. So Biff would not have had the opportunity to get in the DeLorean at Hilldale. Because mm-hmm. the reason they don't go back immediately is because Jennifer gets picked up by the police, and they take her to their future home in Hilldale, mm-hmm. which then left the DeLorean open. Well, and then Marty's an idiot because he walked away from the DeLorean. 
Well, technically, if if, if it wasn't for Jennifer, Marty never would have uh, made it back home in the first movie. Well, yeah, that's fair. But I'm saying all the bad things in two and, and onward happened because of because of Jennifer. Well, no, if, if Doc had knocked her out for no reason, it's, I'm, I'm blaming that one on Doc. Like, they dump her body somewhere. Why couldn't she just fucking stay in the car? Yeah, she could have stayed in the car. Like, no, that's Doc. That's all fucking Doc's fault. Yeah. Because Doc says, you you two have to come back. Doc could have just said, hey, Marty, just come here for a second. Let's go, let's go do something real quick. Yeah. You stay here, Jennifer. Because no one knows what to do with your character. Well, he says, well, he, says that he couldn't leave her there with any explanation. But then you could have just gone back, like, two seconds after after you left. I would just be like, hey, Jennifer, look over there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, look at that. Wow, look at that. <laughs> hey, Jennifer, can I take two shoes with your costume? What an idiot. Now back to the wall. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I love that franchise so much. It's so good. I love the fact that Zemeckis has literally said, because he, he had it in his contract that like, whenever anyone asks about like, a reboot, he's like, oh, my dead body. Yeah. So, but you each have to fucking hope that um, his descendants, or whoever gets the franchise after his death, uh-huh. will stick to his wishes mm. and not pull a fucking dandy dial and just ruin everything. Wait, what? Okay, so, Paul, I forget, the guy who was in charge of DC Comics before Dan Dyle took over, Paul Levitz, I think. You would know more about this than I would. If Jonathan was here, he would know, but he was, he basically, so even though DC Comics completely owns the rights to Watchmen, okay, they say Paul Levitz had a gentleman's agreement with, um, you put it back to the <laughs> right, we're I'm so glad you did that on a fucking vi- on an audio podcast uh, where no one can see what the fuck you're doing. Bold and brash. <laughs> so, um. More like belongs in the trash. <laughs> when they had. He, he, he basically had a gentleman's agreement with Alan Moore and said, even though even though we're legally within our rights to make more Watchmen, I, I promise you, as long as I'm in charge, there will be no. We will leave Watchmen as, as it is, as oh, its own Jesus. thing. And like the fucking second Dandy Tire was about, more Watchmen, boys, let's go. And it's, wow. Yeah. Um, and that's when they did the, before Watchmen, where like they did like two parters for every, two issues for like every character. Yeah. And from what I understand, like only one of them's any good. Like most yeah. of them, I believe, are pretty trash. And then now they have Doomsday Clock, where it's, it takes place after Watchmen. And uh, they even told me a bunch about it. And I was just like, everything they, they're doing with those characters just seems dumb and bad um, and then HBO are doing a Watchmen TV series but they're not adapting the source material they're doing like an original thing and it's just like Ugh. the only reason why anyone would want a HBO miniseries is to do the, the whole book Yeah, you know because that's the problem like because they tried making that movie for like for years mm. I think it was Terry Gilliam was just like you can't be done in a movie like he needs a mini series to do this. Um, Snyder did it. Uh, I, I I like one enough. To watch That's what I was gonna ask you. How, we, how do you like? I like it one enough. You know what surprises me? Steven loves it. Really? Which is shocks me a little bit. Yeah, he, um, he, he usually has. It's I. I would classify Steven as sometimes too critical, but I think that he has sometimes. Well, I think he has well thought out reasons why he doesn't like things which is why some of them are more I think I think some of them are more subjective I, I, which is what's surprising about Watchmen because it's 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 not it's it's, also, it's it's very you know not not the when I say I'm it's, I'm referring now to the movie not the book of course but in the movie it's it's very style of a substance it's Sometimes. very it's very you know uh, oh, look at this fucking weird slow-mo shit I can do it's like you know, I've said it before that I, I, I do think I'm not sure if it was his idea or the screenwriters who one of them was David H- Hater a, uh, the voice of Starlight Snake okay. who also wrote X-Men 1 and 2 worked on I believe he was going to watch the script so I'm not sure if it was their idea or Snyder's idea to change the ending I like the because spoiler alert changing giant alien vagina squid to just a bomb is a much better idea yeah by far because that 
like the giant squid thing can work in a comic book, it would be so fucking stupid looking in a movie. Yeah. And like I know like with CG you can do anything, but just the the notion of why the fuck would would Doctor Manhattan pick that? Not Manhattan fucking why would Ozzy Mandis think like a giant squid thing is a good idea. Yeah, I don't remember what the what the, the logic I haven't read like. the book in a in a in a couple of years, but I'm like I just a bomb was a lot cleaner. I know some purists were like, How dare you change it? I was like Come on, man! Like, yeah, it just it didn't it didn't hold together well. And also, it's it's a thing you have to think. I know some people don't like this idea, and uh, at that point, making a R-rated, fairly high budget R-rated superhero movie was a bit of a gambit. It's not like now, thanks to like Deadpool and Logan and those type mm-hmm. of things. But you got to think of people who who haven't read the book. Yeah. And coming into this, you know, for with the exception of Doctor Manhattan, but they do give him a origin. Mm-hmm. incredibly you know they try to be re- realistic and somewhat grounded to end it with giant alien vagina squid it's it's too like what the fuck is going on yeah um, I could no pun intended I could have seen that alienating a lot of people if they ended it with the giant alien squid oh yeah um, so I think the bomb works you know because ultimately it's just you just have to murder a lot of people well, it, and the bomb is cleaner you know well, the, the bomb logically is the bomb is Doctor Manhattan. That's what that's what they that's mm. what he blames it on. Yeah, and then Manhattan agrees on to it. You know, to, mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of like Thanos in a way, kind of. It's, you know, you're gonna murder a bunch of people to bring about peace. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, I, I, I like. It took me a couple watches to like like it. The first I remember the first time watching it, I saw this on, on the big screen, and I was literally neutral about it. I was like, I don't, I, I'm not sure if I like or dislike it. It's, a, I was like, it's a bit long. Yeah. There are a few things. I think, I think the. Um, Jesus, I watched the director's cut the first time I watched it. I haven't seen that. I wonder, is that does that add in the um, the animation? Because there's like no. there's like the original, the director's cut, the ultimate version. I think the ultimate version is the one that adds in the tales of the the yeah that stuff. Um, yeah. I, I I normally. I'm, I'm fine without that I normally f- skip those chapters <laughs> in the book yeah what, weren't those just done to make it 12 issues like wasn't it a mandate for the Watchmen had to be 12 issues they were like oh man there's not enough story for this have some fucking pirate shit pirate emperor he's <laughs> looking for the fucking one piece isn't he mate I'm out of mall I hate everyone and everything <laughs> <laughs> Your makeup, that <laughs> you make up your profession. I think I think I've seen that maybe. <laughs> Let me see if I can But it's 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 four pictures. Isn't it like one of one of like hentai expert or something like it's that? Like hentai expert, <laughs> um, baconologist. Baconologist. that's <laughs> <laughs> you. But yeah, you know, it's just like I I would I would I would have welcomed a. Uh, a uh, you know twelve part Watchmen miniseries where like each issue gets to, like an hour. When an RPG lets you make custom class pornography historian, That's the one. shredded cheese authority, bread scientist, Alan Moore, writer, wizard, Mall Santa, Rasputin impersonator. Mall Santa, Rasputin impersonator. <laughs> well, so I know you've been watching, or you know you've been listening to a uh, last podcast on the left. But uh, they did a four-part series on Rasputin. Rasputin. I listened to that one. It's a good one. <laughs> just, I love how they always, they paint Rasputin as like this bro, <laughs> just this bro with hey, a hey buddy, <laughs> the bro with a giant horse cock. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I just listened to their um nine eleven three-parter. Their their what nine eleven three-parter? Oh yeah, yeah. That was tough on the sit through, but like, some of the stuff they say. The first one was rough, and then the second one was was informative. <coughs> and the third one just fucking insane. The third one, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's a good podcast. That is a good podcast. Good I'm podcast. glad you like it. It's funny. Um, yeah, Watchmen, yeah, so like, uh, I don't really care about non I, I don't give a shit but something like Watchmen is like it shouldn't be franchised yeah it should just be that I mean I, I have no you know it's 
because that movie was like over 10 years ago so I think you know that's been en enough time where you could do if you wanted to you know word it this way you could do a more authentic experience of what's meant by sticking because they have to truncate it because there's no way you could have done the whole thing in one movie that's why things had to be shortened and cut out and truncated and that's fine so you know doing a 12 part miniseries about that would have worked perfectly but I don't really care about the I don't really care about anything that's like before or after so that's yeah. why I have no interest in before watching an old Doomsday Clock because I'm mm -hmm. like it's like for David okay, mine is spoiler for Doomsday Clock if anyone hasn't read that yet or cares about that but apparently it's um because it takes place after Watchmen and it, it's a different Warshark so I don't give a fuck about another Warshark like, yeah why, why would you who would who would up would take up the mantle of Rorschach. There's this, there's this um, issue of the question, where I guess like it's question like read he like reads Watchmen or something, and he's like, oh man, Rorschach's awesome. I'm gonna go there because Rorschach just all like you know he's kind of like the question, but he's insane. Because originally Watchmen was gonna be based on those characters, yeah. But they see like you can't take these kind of classic slash wholesome characters and do this level of fucked up shit to them, so yeah. they made a new character up. And so Warshak just, you know, he's like all this murdering motherfuckers and shit. And so Question, I guess, goes out and this tries... This is his own, his own brand of vigilante justice. And Question... He and thinks that he's Judge Jury and Executioner. Mm, no, that's Judge Dredd. And uh, he thinks... So he goes out and tries to just, like, use brute force to, like, get his way. Uh-huh. And he just gets, like, his ass kicked multiple times. And he ends it just by going, like, you know what? Warshak sucks. <laughs> I just... I don't understand. Why would you? I mean, I, I, what, what type of gymnastics did you have to do to be like, be like, yes, this person looked up to Rorschach and wants to be the new Rorschach. Fuck you, DC. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. So yesterday at the wedding, Jonathan told me about. Um, he was like, he's like, you heard about the wedding issues, right? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, what wedding issues? And he's oh, like, Batman. He's like, he's like the Batman and the. the he didn't tell me about the other one, but he, he told me about the Batman and, and Catwoman one, and uh, that that's that's like what a fucking cop out what they did in the Batman. Yeah, yeah, um, but the thing that he t <laughs> the thing he told me about uh, the conversation that him and Alfred have, and I, I started crying at the wedding. That's that's a good one. That's that's that real good. That's a real good. Uh... <laughs> I saw this edit. I thought Jonathan that she was driving. I started laughing so hard I thought he crashed the car. But like, I guess this. In one of those panels, it's like a panel. It, it's Bruce. Bruce saying, "Alfred, can I be happy?" And someone just took Alfred's speech bubble and just edited it and said, like, "Bitch, can I get a race?" Alfred in the comic books. <laughs> you know, <laughs> replace stuffy old English white guy with like sassy lesbian Latina woman. That's what I want Alfred to be in a new version of Batman. Yeah. <laughs> she won't do anything for him, she just wants money and shit. That ain't working for you. Damn, so. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Watch foxes listening now and they'll uh, put that in, in Gotham. Yeah, oh, that's happening now. I think. Gotham. I think they're on the last season. I don't care. I think they probably ended. I think they might pull Smallville. Like last episodes, I put him in the suit. Probably. Smallville sucked. Smallville sucked. Smallville. Yeah. It's a bad show. It's yeah. Dumb. I had, I had a lot of friends who really liked it. So. Friends with dumb. <laughs> 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 so, so, <laughs> I like I said, I had a lot of friends. Well, my friends in high school all loved Smallville. Mm. 
And uh, we would go through phases where, like, somebody would get a show on DVD, and we would just, whenever we hung out, we would just sit around and watch it. And um, I, I was really, I was pretty neutral about Smallville. And uh, so they went through the phase where they were watching it. And um, surprising, I'm not stripping for a Superman TV show. <laughs> but there was this, there was this episode, and um, I was like, in my mind, the idea behind the show was that. that <coughs> They would introduce these characters and concepts that were like classic, like Superman things, and morph them into the like the teenager like type thing. So there was this episode where this this person was like, it was like a machine type type villain, and the whole episode my friends would get pissed at me because I was like, I was like, is that Brainiac? <laughs> like, no, it's not Brainiac. It's, it's somebody completely different. Oh, okay. Is that cyborg? <laughs> it's like no, it's it's not a reference to anything. Oh, okay. Is that Batman? Is that the Mirror Master? The <laughs> <laughs> Mirror Master was a Flash villain. He is. I just I was just using different. I, th- I think Spike from Buffy was Brainiac on Smallville. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, well, the particular episode that I was talking about, I was, I just kept saying different. Like like is that. Uh, but I, I was doing it. I was doing it in a more annoying way, where periodically, like every few minutes, I'd be like, "Oh, this is when he goes brainiac." <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck. Just <laughs> <coughs> 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 when Batman comes in, <laughs> that's Alfred. <laughs> Oh yeah, so to quickly go back to what we were uh, saying about uh, Spectacular, so obviously the fact that it's only a 13 episode season means that you know they were able to plot out. And I think in some of the behind the scenes on the DVD and Blu-ray, you get to see them like they 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 would map out the whole season before they start writing scripts. Okay. With Batman animated series, it was uh, 65 episodes to begin with, and they would have different story editors, mm-hmm. which is why in the first 65 episodes, and long form cartoons in general back then when they would just order a batch of 65 okay. they would be inconsistent you know really good ones I mean aside from the fact that they would um, farm out different animation studios mm-hmm. which is why like especially in Batman animated series you have episodes that look amazing and episodes that look less than shit um, hmm. which is why I, I, I kind of prefer the, uh, that was the that was the standard at the time wasn't it because Tiny Toons was like that too Tiny Toons did that Animaniacs again any any Typically speaking, any show, any kids show that would have like an order of sixty-five, mm-hmm. unless um, unless it was a show like Filmation, where the animation studio was also the production company. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for, you know, uh, Filmation or any, any show by like Hanna Barbera, Hanna Barbera, Hanna Barbera, Hanna Barbera, Hanna Banana. <laughs> I want to um, be called Spaghetti. <laughs> okay, you know, I'm talking with the dogs here. Um, yeah, so I think in general I, I kind of prefer the more concentrated, like smaller season because then you can have like you can't, you can't really it'd be insane to plot out an arc of a sixty four episodes. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's why very few episodes in Batman animated series sometimes they'll reference each other. Like if there's a Catwoman episode, they might reference something that happened in a previous episode, but generally speaking, there's no real continuity. Um, but those are things back in the day that. They could just play them in any order. They have to worry about playing them in order. Yeah. Um, but I think I guess nowadays so much of television, unless it's like a eleven minute comedy show, like uh, like I'll say like, like Adventure Time, but no, that that's that's kind of serialized. So the regular show. I figure what I said. Um, gumball. Go. I, I don't watch Gumball. I'm not sure if, if that's if that's like they have any overarching shit in that or not. I don't think they do. But Something like say Sonic Boom. I'd very, like to watch Gumball. I've seen the old clip of it. You know, I think I've seen that Social Justice Warrior clip linked about a thousand times. Yeah. Everywhere. Um, I've seen a lot of other clips from the show that I thought were very funny, well constructed. I saw that one where it turns into like a, an anime fight. Yeah. I've seen some anime purists be like, "It's the real anime." <laughs> it's kind of anime by like a top tier anime studio. You know, I mean, yes, the show in general is not anime. But you're an idiot. Technically, um, it is. All animation is anime. You, you don't want to tell that to the weebs, though. I just that, did. That's the come from Japan. Are you tweeting that now? Yeah. 
<laughs> you stupid weebs. But yes, yeah, so um, everyone go and watch Spectacular Spider-Man. Because it is an amazing show. Thing. It's pretty dang good. Um, so yeah, aside from that, you got anything else to add? Pete Jr. Pete Jr. That might, that might be my favorite ending to anything we ever recorded. <laughs> you fell on the floor. Oh, um, we should be back next week. I think we might try and do a, we might try and do Sonic Says. Okay. Next week. Um, you know, I know Jonathan's been really wanting to do that for a while. We'll have to see if we can. I know for the first episode back, where we do the first arc of IDW, um, we want all four of us to be there. After that, there might be episodes where Bobby's in there. Probably most episodes where Bobby's in there. Might be a few with TJ's in there. But I think for that first one, we want to make sure all four of us are back. So, um, again, as soon as we have something recorded and uploaded you guys will be the first to hear it but uh, I think we'll uh, I'll wrap things up for this episode of Turkey Dazzle Yes Friend I've been FTA uh, I've been FTA exactly goodbye